Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in Theta and Semitic Breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. All right, we know that you guys have been waiting for the recap from our last clinic that we all did together. Shaylee, Amber, Celeste, Catherine, and Tara. We lovingly called this clinic the Elements of Connection. So listen in. The magic that was created was unlike anything any of us expected. In this episode, we will chat about our favorite parts, the hardest parts, the lessons, and the takeaways. This weekend was amazing, and we cannot wait to share it with you. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. If you missed last week's episode, we released a guest podcast. It was with Michelle Mix, who is a beautiful individual. She does the bioscan. She does AccuScope. She does a lot of cool things, and we had, like, a pretty cool conversation around, like, uh, frequency healing and stuff like that, so... If you missed that, because we really didn't put it out there that strongly, we were like doing the elements of connection clinic and we kind of forgot to like advertise it, so to speak. So if you missed it, which you probably did go <laughs> check it out. Cause it was a super good podcast. Um, today we kind of wanted to talk with you guys a little bit about how the elements of connection clinic went with Celeste, um, and Tara and Catherine and us, of course, And I'm sure there'll be a few squirrels in this episode, but while it's still fresh on our minds, we kind of want to chat with you guys about some of the stuff we learned. So yeah, that's where we're at today. Do you have any, do you have anything to add? (laughs) Well, I will say that that event was much more powerful than I had even envisioned. Like when I first sort of like started thinking about having an event like that, I just thought, well, it'd be really cool to have like a few different trainers doing a thing. And then all together, I didn't really understand, or I didn't hold with any intention of having us as individuals and who we were be able to mesh and smash our stuff together so well and how easy and cohesive it would be. So that was something I could have never, it's like, I wanted that to happen obviously. Right. But who knew that people who had some never met in real life, you know, um, feel so comfortable so fast and it was so easy and such a flow and how cool it was to be able to participate in an event where you got to, my favorite part was that we got to stay in our favorite thing that we do. Mm -hmm. Like all of us can at some level do an entire clinic and we do and facilitate all of these little pieces, but to be able to like dive so deeply into your favorite part of doing it and get to stay there and know that like it is really aligned with what the other people are doing, even though it's not exactly what you're doing was the freaking coolest thing ever. And then we got to like watch each other and learn from each other, which was like rad. Like I want to create an event I want to go to is basically anytime I do it, like a co-creation with anyone, I'm like, I want to, I want to go to this thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make it up (laughs) and then bring it to me. (laughs) Uh, What was your favorite part? 
I know. I wanted to go to it too. I was like, why is my horse not here? And why am I not like doing all the things? Like, this is so freaking fun. Yeah. My favorite part. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. Cause there were so many good things I loved. Like, well, for one, I'll tell you guys that I told Amber, she wasn't going to make me cry. And I held onto it for as long as I could until my entire body was literally convulsing and like Celeste had to like put her arms around me and be like, it's fine. Like, it's so interesting how my mind, like, and I don't, I think it's a protective mechanism because of the work that I do, because if I was constantly like open and like empathetic all the time, I feel like I would fall apart after every session. Like, I think like it would be super hard for me. So I am like very like non-emotional and, um, that was intense for me and ended up bawling my eyes out. And it was like the best thing ever. Um, that wasn't my favorite part though. I don't know why I led, but I don't know why I led with that, but (laughs) I think my favorite part was just how everyone like trusted me to just like weave myself in. Cause, cause like Amber and I didn't have set days. Like we had our morning and like Amber would lead the meditation and then I would do like a little bit of a connection piece. And it was like so organic and perfect and Um, I think the vision quest was my favorite where like we blindfolded everybody and had them like move their bodies and dance around and like everyone just felt like so free and connected and no one was worrying about what anyone else was doing and it was just like being in your body being present in the current moment like that was super cool. Yeah, I really, really liked that part. Um, I liked. I liked knowing that we each sort of just fell into the space we needed to be at and like nobody had to to think about whether or not it was going to work like even when we had a couple people that we knew were struggling it was like we all were watching and we were all aware and we were all communicating in like the best way and still able to hold space for that person in whatever way worked best for them individually like between all five of us like every single person was being taken care of in the way they needed to without it being this like, hold on, we have to have a big meeting. Like we would quietly connect with each other about it. And everyone had already like seen and felt into, it was very, uh, it was very cohesive. And it felt like the, because of that and because we're all so willing to be like real that it created a container that was super safe for everyone to have boundaries, to say they didn't want to do something, to like say that they did want to do something. Like it was open season (laughs) on everything you wanted. (laughs) And everyone was so respectful of that. And I think that's what created like such a high level of safety and connection between everybody. And what people did say a lot when I've been reading through some of the assessments was that they loved that when I would do the like, op- like the opening thing for the first day, like that the facilitators were just as much of part of it as the participants, like everyone did everybody's things. Everyone sat and watched everyone else's stuff. Like, like that made them feel so much more connected to us as facilitators going through this journey alongside of us versus going to a clinic and then being taught something. Okay, I'm learning this thing now. You know what I mean? Where it was like, oh, it felt like now we have this like tribe herd of 
other people that are on the same journey. And even though we're leading it, we're still in it. You know what I mean? So it didn't make people feel like they were so separate from it. Like, and then the comparison piece on its own got worked out quite a bit just from, you know, us being available as human beings (laughs) with everyone else. Yeah, so crazy. And I think, so I had a session with Amber's Theta teacher. I guess she's essentially my Theta teacher now too. Yeah. Our Theta teacher, Rochelle, I had a session with her. Amber gifted it to me for my birthday. And was it birthday? I guess it was. Um, and she, I, I was talking with her about how I fall into abusive mentorships and she basically told me, um, at the time, so this was before the clinic that I would put people that I learned from on a pedestal and I automatically would feel less than because I didn't want to have an ego or I wanted to be a really good student. And she was like, you need to understand that everyone is equal. Everyone just has different knowledge. And so I felt really empowered going into that clinic being like, yes, everyone here has something to offer. And we might be the ones that are like facilitating, but it really did feel like everyone was on equal ground. And I thought it was so cool. Cause like within the first day, the way you like led that meditation was so awesome because it gave me my phrase. So, so Amber led us through Um, a meditation where we found a phrase that we always needed to hear. And mine was, I believe you, because I realized a lot in my childhood and even through my adulthood that I have been like super invalidated, like my entire life and like big things in my life too, like just people not believing me. And I've carried that into my work and into my um, mentorships. And I create these like mentorships where the person is almost like, they like beat me up to teach me and it's because I'm like oh this like like I still remember my last mentor when she found out that I was doing animal communication she was like oh so you're not just another pretty face and I was like oh like my energy is so like my energy was so weak for so long and so this whole that whole piece was so big for me and then I got to take it home and implement it into my life and I if you're a client of mine you know I changed my whole schedule my whole um intentions behind everything I like came home a new person and I was like (laughs) nope we're getting about this this is what's important to me but I thought it was so cool too that everything literally happened the way that I envisioned it like you know me I'm a little bit of a planner I like have to have like some notes on something and I just remember telling Amber like I have a feeling this is going to be like an Abraham Hicks conference who is um who's a person that we both follow and she connects to infinite intelligence and she's almost like a medium of sorts and she has these big conferences and she picks the brightest light and I was like that's how it's going to be because at first I was panicking a little bit I was like I don't know I'm going to talk to everyone's animals like I'm going to be so tired and I was like I just know that like when an animal needs to talk to me like it's just going to happen and that's exactly how it was like I was able to bebop to all of the auditors I think I talked to every single auditor about their animal if not almost all of them And it just happened organically throughout the time when the person was like ready to hear the information and the horses came to me. And I just remember like getting on the plane home and feeling like I was like fatigued and tired in my body, but I was so energetically fulfilled. I was like, holy shit, that's the most I've ever connected to animals. I stayed literally connected the entire day, but because the energy was so high between all of us, I like was not energetically drained at all. That was like super cool. 
Yeah. And I think that was like something that we all sort of experienced where, yeah, they were long hours. All of us, you know, put in the work for sure, which is cool because we never have to worry about one person like picking up slack for anyone was never, you know, something I kept going into this weird thing where I'd fluctuate with like, I don't have my hands on any horses. And that was really foreign for me. It was like, I'm in this clinic and I'm not touching horses. So it was bumping up against my like identity stuff where I was like, should I like be doing more? I was like, I I feel like I'm not doing enough. But then also I feel like I fell into this role of, I wasn't necessarily holding space for the participants, but I was like holding space for you guys. Like I was like, well, somebody needs to be taking care of us (laughs) and making sure that we're eating and we're on schedule. And so I was like, okay, I can fall into that role. But I will say it was weird for me to not actually be like touching horses and talking to people with their horse in their hand. You know, it was like, so it was different for me in that way. But it was interesting that we, I think we were all physically like, wow, it was a long day to be standing and walking and moving. But nobody was like, I feel so drained. And like we were still up late talking and excited. And um, and that's how you know, like you're staying in that space of alignment and you're really good, being good about protecting your energy and like discerning about how you're giving it out. And so like it was cool to be able to experience that um with every with everyone. What do you think the hardest part of the clinic was for you? If you could find one. I feel like that's, I feel like I just spewed mine out and that's, um, and that's where that question is actually coming from is the not being like the hands on the horses and, and t- having that direct, like coaching moments with the person and their horse that I normally do. Like that was different for me where I was like, ah, ah, what do I do? I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. What do I, what am I supposed to be doing right now? <laughs> uh, so that was weird, but how about you? Well, you know, I went into the clinic, like with all my unworthiness and poo-poo <laughs> all over me, like, I don't know what I'm going to do and what my role is going to be. And like, I'm so unworthy of being here and what am I going to have to offer? And like, it ended up being so perfect. And I actually loved that you were available because we work so well together and like they, someone would be working on a horse and we'd be like listening in and learning, but then I'd get like a download from someone sitting next to me and I could like literally go to you and be like, Hey, we need to look into this like belief system and you could like pull the person aside and and look into their belief system. And it was so cool because like, had we all been like hands-on with the horses, the people watch, like, it was so interesting to me. I felt like the auditors got like just as much out of it because we were able to like pull them aside and talk with them and like be, there's something powerful about just being able to sit there and watch and absorb and then think about your horse at home. And then that horse is like, Oh, Hey, I know that you can talk to my person. And like, here's what we need to uncover. Here's what's unfolding. Like, as this is happening, that was super cool for me. Um, one of the hardest parts for me was like being on camera and like (laughs) having a mic and really being like seen because I have like hidden my entire life. Like I know I've talked to you guys about the whole acne thing that I've had acne my whole life. And I'm learning that it was because I wanted to be hidden in my childhood. And so like actually like being out there and and even like what I do now, I'm hidden behind a screen. I do all of my work over the phone. And like when I do Zoom calls, it's like still hidden behind a screen. So actually having to like walk out there and everyone's staring at me and like, thank gosh, Tara told me to gently clasp my hand because (laughs) I was so nervous up there 
Um, but that was, that was kind of like the hardest part, but what was so cool is that like, once I got into the flow, everyone was just like truly listening and I could like look to you guys and you guys were just like deep in your meditative state. And I was like, all right, yeah, this is fine. Like everybody's able to connect. Everybody's flowing. Like I don't feel that scene because everybody's eyes are closed. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love the, the fact that like, we all were so honest about where we were all at. Like you were like, ah, you know, and I love how we like gently shoved you into that. Like we worked you in slowly. Like I feel like the first morning it was like mostly me. And like the second day it was like both of us. And then it was like a little bit of you. And then, and then having that last bit be like, okay, Shaylee, here's your little fluffy guinea pig microphone. Go. It's all you. And it was like, ah, even down to the fact that we had just the one mic. And so well, I like may have opened up the meditation, like Shaylee wore the mic and I just talked into it next to her. <laughs> and then I ran away. So she was still wearing, it was like gently taking off the training wheels, <laughs> but speak to that. That's like kind of a big event to have as your first live event. So I will say that that was really good. <laughs> you can only go up now. I know. Seriously. I felt super supported. It helped that the microphone was like super fluffy and it felt like it was like a little hamster on my shirt. Like that was fabulous. And yeah, I feel like, um, it it was just, it was good working with you too, because you knew, you know me by now. And so I was like guiding everyone through the meditation and like, she looks up at me and is like, you don't know how to end it. Do you? (laughs) I was like okay and another deep breath and I looked at Amber and was like panic panic like how do I bring them back it was floating out here in meditation land someone they gotta open their eyes and I don't know how to tell them that oh so I just heard that I heard and felt the hesitation and then I was like oh I see what's going on it's like the end of our podcast and I always do the closing and then we awkwardly go bye see ya and then <laughs> oh so funny I think what was cool too about having people with their horses especially for me and I know I've talked about this a little bit already but it was so gnarly to me how I could deliver the messages and the horses would like feel the release in the person or feel the release from the clinician make the changes in their bodies, yawn, whatever. And then they would look right at me. Like, did you actually tell me like all of this stuff just changed instantly? Like that was so cool. And I couldn't even believe that. So I was like moving around in the crowd, like seeing if they would like follow me or if they were just looking in my general direction. And it was like, no, every single time I would say something, there would be this shift. And then like their attention was directed to me. And that was like super freaking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, yeah. Like when have you ever, when have you ever like gone to, I know there's like a small number cause you've done it with Celeste, but gone to a clinic and then had like basically a translator there for you and your horse. Like that's so ridiculous and so cool. Um, I want to do that actually. <laughs> I would like to be in that clinic. Um, we have to figure out how to do that. I say we all meet somewhere in the middle of United States with our horses and clinic with each other. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think your biggest like takeaway was? I think my biggest takeaway, and I didn't realize like how 
important it would be um was well a lot of it for a lot of us that I feel like unworthiness came up and that was like interesting to me because I kind of felt like I was bringing that into it and then when everyone else was like oh I don't feel worthy and I'm like oh wow me too um and there was like this big like sense of community I I didn't realize how important the sense of community was if only for that weekend, like just feeling that sense of community and knowing that like it's there, it's, it's accessible. Not that we all have to like talk to each other all the time. Not that we need to like be close to each other physically, but feeling the power of that sense of community and knowing that that's like our baseline. That's what we need to like return to and how important that was, was so interesting to me. And that was actually something that I felt from like the horse collective. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I connected for like two weeks to the horses every single morning after my normal meditation. And I got like these little downloads from the horse collective being like all of the horses past and present that belong to everybody at the clinic. And they, they had messages in discernment, in boundaries, in decision-making, which is a really big one. Um, Amber and I are going to do this whole workshop around a lot of these and um, it's going to be available first to our people in our membership so if you want exclusive access to that join the membership but um sense of community was one of the biggest ones and horses were like there's no other animal in the world that can bring people together like we do like we live in community we would stay with our families forever if we could like it's such an important piece there's safety and community and I guess that was like my biggest takeaway was not realizing because I've always been such an independent person, but not realizing how it's nice to just know there's a sense of community, even though I don't have to be heavily involved if, like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And a lot of people said that in the, um, in the assessment with those, that questionnaire that went out was their favorite part a lot of them had said was the being able to sit in the circle in the morning and connect with everybody because I feel like people are so hungry for that connection piece and that sense of community and that sense of safety in a community. Because I think even though you can go out into the real world and like join a club or, you know, go wherever and have a group, like you don't know what the intention is of the people. And not to say like, you know, that could never happen in a group of like this. Um, but I think we're, we were so intentional about the people that we invited. And so we knew that everyone was there for something similar and it was a really safe environment to just like show up that way. So I think people getting to experience a sense of community, but then also being safe in that community was, um, was pretty wild for people. And I forget, I've done a lot of events where I've got to experience that non-horse events, and that was always my thing. I was like, how do I bring this into the horse world? Like the horse world needs this because everyone's so competitive and judgy and they're kind of mean to each other. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's what's lacking, I feel like. Um, for me, I felt like the um, people always talk about self-care and like I'll meet up with my like coaches and everyone that I do have, they're very intuitive. And they're always like, what are you doing for self-care? And I'm always like, I, I mean, I do a lot of fun stuff, like whatever's my work is fun. It's like, that's not what we mean. Um, but I got like a new version of self-care in that whole idea of being open to receive. Um, and that being a form of self-care. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and realizing how much I do not allow, um, allow that in. 
and being able to like kind of dig around and coach myself and be curious about and ask myself questions about like why I feel like I'm not super open to receiving and how interesting it was that so many people there had the same thing where we're all in a place where we're there because we want to give back to the horses. We're there because we know how amazing they are and we want to save them from us because we're, <laughs> we have these ideas about how we're so horrible to them. Only the people that really aren't horrible to their horses are the ones that are worried about being horrible to their horses and putting stuff on them. So it's so ironic. But that um, being open to receive is something that we're asking the horses to do all the time, yet we're so protective of that. <laughs> it's so fascinating. And when I started asking myself, I knew that it was like a core belief that I had that I needed to look at because when you hit on a belief like that and you immediately feel like, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> you've, you've got one um, and how I kind of unwound it to a place of, oh, it's not safe to receive which is interesting. And then it was like, why is it not safe to receive? And it's like, well, cause then you get to experience that and then people take it away or then they hurt you. And, you know, so there was like a deep level of unwinding that happened for me, even just because that phrase came up in the meditation. So I knew it needed to be said, but I didn't even recognize until everyone had left that I was like, oh, that's mine too. At some level I did, but not as big as me walking into the barn and having all my horses be like, <laughs> okay, like we signed up for this, like, cool. I'm glad you want to help us, but like, hello, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. So that was like a big thing for me. I think, um, recognizing how big it was for so many people. And then also realizing it was something that was a real blind spot of mine that I actually didn't ever identify as something that I needed to, <laughs> to even like look at. Um, so that was probably my biggest thing nothing from it. I know. I thought it was really cool how like Tara was talking about contact and connection and how it's like giving and receiving like simultaneously. And mm. I was like sitting on camp yesterday and practicing that because I have this belief system about contact and that we suck at it and that we don't know what it is or how it is. And I was like, I don't even know if I know when to release and like, it's so funny. <laughs> Yes, I do. Um, but it's funny the way that like, I find I'm like so self-critical. And so like after this clinic, it's like, all right, I'm going to come to this with like a, an open mindset and like this whole, um, reciprocity and really trying to like give and receive at the same time. And I had like such a great ride and he was like so soft and we're like totally starting over. And it was so funny to see him like looking back at me like waiting for me to be the old me and I wasn't and then he was like all right I'll try it <laughs> <laughs> all right I'll be I believe you okay <laughs> everyone's like oh there's life before the clinic and life after and like it sounds so cheesy but it's so true like it really is like all of those powerful women together like sharing their experiences and just being open and vulnerable and then like sharing what we have to offer. Like, it was just so cool. Even just like the, I feel like I got so much like on our bonfire night and like just casual conversation and hanging out with people and like relating to people and laughing and like, um, yeah, it was just really freaking cool. It was like such a cool clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I love that we had 
casually talked about doing one on the East Coast because there were so many people that were like, oh, man, you guys are so far on the other side, even though people managed to come from countries. Um, how we like casually talked about there's this one only, one and only bar and we would do it at and she literally reached out to me <laughs> before we even had a chance to like digest what just happened and was like how do I get you there so for those of you that are watching and don't know we are doing an east coast edition in the fall um we are changing the format a little bit we're doing it for it's over the span of 5 days but really in a way that breaks things up a little further. It's not five full days. It's having the human process. It took kind of a bit to bond us and bring us all together happen the day before. And then we can just move right into the other stuff. And then definitely having the morning after to come together and have like a closing ceremony circle type thing, which is something we ran out of time to do with the last one. So it is five days, but um, it's sort of like, you can still have those as travel days if you want. So it's, I feel like it's going to be way more easy on the soul and easier to integrate back into real life and like easier easing us into the weekend, into the experience. So it's going to be really freaking cool. Um, I don't actually even know the dates or I'd put them in right now. Uh, October 11th, uh, 11th, 11th through the 15th, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yes. 11th right. through the 15th. That sounds right. I, obviously, we didn't plan on talking about that, or I would have had it in the forefront of my mind. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be cool. It's gonna be very cool, and it's fun to think about the ways that it's going to evolve mm -hmm. because I know it's only gonna get better. And I love how many people that came to this one want to come to that one. Like again, they're like, we, we want to do it again. And it's only going to be like not even six months after they're like, we need more. So I love that. If nothing else, or like the validation of going, yeah, it really actually was so impactful and how cool to be able to serve people and then expand on it. Like that's the funnest part about the whole thing. And then we get to do it with each other. So we get to see each other again and we have to get hats. <laughs> we have to get hats. We totally were like, the little turds without hats like everyone else had hats and we literally <laughs> I feel like we broke up the photo shoot though honestly because if everyone else had hats it would have been too much like we were like the little like spacers in between everyone with their cool hats <laughs> yeah we totally were and I will say because I have great sunscreen I did not get sunburned at all however my feet because I came very ill prepared. I had no, <laughs> Amber was joking because I was telling her all the stuff I wasn't bringing that I was just going to borrow from her. And she was like, you're going to show up with your purse and a crystal ball. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am. And I literally showed up and I had like no jackets. I had to wear Amber's jacket all weekend and I only brought flip flops. Um, and so my feet got super sunburned and then I used her mineral sunscreen, which turned them white and purple and freaked everybody out. And me and Tara, I feel like that moment where me and Tara looked, <laughs> looked down at your feet and I was like, I don't know. I might be really open about the fact that I have definitely dabbled and dove into plant medicine which sometimes can have a, a hallucinogenic effect and I know Tara in some realm 
has this experience that, but we literally looked down and I was like, what is like, my eyes couldn't even make sense of what I was looking at because there were so many colors. And I was like, she does not have colored tattoos. There are so many colors happening on those feet. And I was like, we must be hallucinating or something. And we literally kept looking and then looking at each other. Like what is happening right now? It was wild. I feel like we should have taken a picture in that moment, but we died. Like we were laughing really hard. It was wild. So yes, those poor feet just experienced a lot. <laughs> and your feet outline are still in my barn aisle from that mineral sun spraying. It's like the outline of Shaylee's feet. I'm like, see, you guys are all still here. Her feet, her feet prints are still in my barn aisle. grounded <laughs> in the barn. Yeah, I was barefoot the entire weekend and it was so fabulous and great. And the dogs laid on my feet and it was, yeah, it was awesome. But they like weren't even going to tell me I feel like it and the whole clinic was filmed and I'm like you guys are literally like letting me go around with these purple feet and those are going to be like in the video <laughs> uh, no one's even gonna well now they'll look we should make like a like some type of challenge like they screen if they if they get sighting of Shaylee's purple feet they screenshot it they can enter like to win a prize or something like finding Bigfoot <laughs> knowing Trisha, she's gonna crop them out perfectly and like not have those hideous things in there but you know you never know I know we were all yeah. running around barefoot I think at one point all of us and it's like is that so opposite of like anything in the horse world that's even PC but it happens to me at like almost every clinic that I do so I was happy to be with other clinicians that also felt a need to take their shoes off and then gave permission to the participants to take their shoes off and I know that somebody, Tish or uh, Trisha or um, Jessica, what what's happening to my brain? The photographer. Leah. What? I'm gonna Julia? have to. Edit. Leah. Julia. Julia. Yeah. Ah, brain fart. I was, I was like, <laughs> at some point either one of them, either the videographer or the photographer took a picture of Celeste's feet and the horse's nose or something. And it was like a really artsy, cool picture. And Celeste was like, you cannot put that anywhere because people go crazy over the fact that we, none of us are have none of us have shoes on and we're all running around like a bunch of crazy bitches. Barefoot. But whatever, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. We're running around barefoot whenever we can. Because you have to, that's a lot of energy to hold and people don't necessarily understand like needing <laughs> that for a long days like that with all of that energy moving and all of that, like helping the clearing, you know, the process I was like the feet need to be in the dirt. Sorry. <laughs> you want the best experience. This is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else? I don't think so. Tell us where you're at on your journey, guys. Where are you guys at? How are you feeling? What's going on with horses outside of our world? We want to know. Hit us up. <laughs> yeah, drop it in the comments in like social media or wherever. Um, if you guys want to dive deeper in any of all the things, then obviously join the membership. Um, having so much fun in there. We just finished our first book club. We're about to start our second. Someone actually gifted it to Shaylee at our clinic and she started reading it on the airplane and immediately knew that that was going to be the next book for our book club. So I was 
Fantastic. I immediately cannot read this because I'm going to bawl my eyes out. Um, so it's a co-authored book. There's like 10 or 12 authors in there and it's called Unlocking the Wisdom of Horses Within You. And I literally read like the first two stories and like was squeaking a little tear out. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, this is going to have to be our next book. Um, so yeah, we're doing that. We just did a guest podcast with uh, Brianna Blackwelder. She's a vet student and that was a super fun talk. And then we have Jessica Lynn coming up as a guest. She is um, the owner and founder of Earthsong Ranch. If you guys haven't heard about her, she has all kinds of cool holistic stuff, like a holistic EPM and Lyme's treatment and nozodes, like super freaking cool. And then Kristen Tyler, who is the owner and founder of a rescue. And we're going to talk to her and like some of her little, maybe we should interview some of her little animals, actually. That could be like, super okay. fun. So we need to have something like that happen I really want you look at me I'm putting this out there into the universe I want you to in, I want you to interview Karen the emu from the useless farm on Instagram I want to do that also so we're putting that out there that needs to happen yeah, we're gonna start interviewing animals you guys and just fyi um for those people who are in our memberships all of our guest podcasts our members sit in on those and they're able to ask questions and stuff so if you want that to be you and be able to ask like real time questions then that's where you would do it and of course our tea parties are basically fairly epic and fun. Um, I think our next one is a margarita Monday, or is that not yet? That is soon, but maybe not yet. So that one's coming up. We have two evening yeah. ones. We usually do them in the morning, but we had two. We had a wine Wednesday, which was in the evening, and we have a margarita Monday, which is another evening podcast. So lots of fun things happening in there. Um, I think that's it. We did it. We didn't even know what we were going to talk about. Look at us. Oh, see you guys later.